0: He grew up on the south side of Houston, but now calls Summerlin, Nevada, home. The only sports handicapper in the country to go a documented 14-0 against the spread in the NFL playoffs. With over two decades of experience, he's the go-to sports better expert in Houston. He's live from Vegas, but his heart is always in H-Town. The premier wagering consultant in the country. Your favorite sports better's favorite sports better. This is The Wagering World with Five Star in Vegas. Presented by MyBookie.ag, America's most trusted sports book. What's good, Wager World? It's your boy Five Star in Vegas, broadcasted live from Summerlin, Nevada, but my heart is always in Houston, Texas. This is The Wagering World, powered by MyBookie.ag bet anything anytime anywhere only with mybookie.ag i'm in here with the youngest man to ever manage and operate a casino sports book on the vegas strip i call him the boy wonder of sports betting my brother from another the super producer of this show what's good see royale
1: wow. it's good five star we back at it in another segment.
0: CJ Stroud season is over, but tours are just beginning at mybookie.ag. And my bookie doesn't matter if your squad is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live and come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contest every three-pointer every assist every home run is another chance to hit a payday man basketball is here and baseball is right around the corner to get started go to mybookie.ag and on your first deposit use my promo code that's five star f-i-v-e-s-t-a-r that's five star f-i-v-e-s-t-a-r and don't forget to try the my bookie money bag grab hey guys bet anything anytime anywhere only with mybookie.ag. lots going on in the world of sports you know
1: a lot of changes going on five stars especially in the head coach position man new england patriots new coach chargers New coach, my boy from Michigan. Tennessee Titans, new coach. Like, hey, everywhere you look, Carolina Panthers, new coaching. Hey, five star. Atlanta Falcons, new coach. go with Bill Belichick. Um, a lot of brothers too, five star. I'm kind of excited to see this, man.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely a, a changing of the guard. Um, we'll see a lot of, you know, like you said, brothers hired. And the thing that's great about it is they weren't hired. Uh, because of their skin because they were high because they earned it and because those guys could really coach uh, the Falcons last minute actually we heard this yesterday they go with Raheem Morris after interviewing 14 different guys so he really put in the work he'd already done a stint there and had a relationship with Arthur Blank Um, as the intern I guess Blank you know said maybe it's time to get this guy another shot maybe he wasn't Undealt dealt the right type of cards And now he's ready to go all in with Raheem Morrison I think he's going to do a hell of a job there He's going to attract a lot of free agents To that market A lot of people want to play football In a city like Atlanta Jalen Ramsey actually tweeted out today That he believed that the Falcons Had uh, landed the best coach in the NFL Really popular with the players So the Falcons uh, make a a move That I think is going to be a good one for them As they rebuild that roster And try to find a quarterback then, of course, we talked about Gerard Mayo, I believe, a little bit last week. He's an extension of Bill Belichick, so uh, Robert Crafton was someone he trusts, someone he knows. Mayo played his entire career as a Patriot, so he definitely knows the Patriot way. Uh, but maybe he can uh, bring just a, you know, a different uh, type of vibe to the locker room, uh, maybe bring a different style of play to the field. But he's still an old-school Patriot, and I think that that made Mr. Kraft. Most comfortable, but he does uh, go with a minority hiring, um, putting, you know, his money where his mouth is. He's been one of the guys that's been leading the charge, uh, doing a lot of work with Meek Mills, uh, helping guys get, you know, sentences overturned that were unfairly dealt to them uh, in the penal system or in the uh, in the court systems or whatever. And then also we have uh, another hire right here in Las Vegas, Antonio Pierce. I guess Mark Davis said he was not going to make the mistake that he made a couple years ago when he didn't hire Rich Biashi and instead he went uh, with John Gruden. And later on, after Gruden gets in trouble and gets exed out by ESPN, um, he has to come with you know Josh McDaniels, which was a disaster waiting to happen. And Josh McDaniels failed uh, the Raiders organization, did a horrible job just brought a whole bunch of division to that team that should have kept rich biashi this time he learned from that mark davis said he's going to keep some continuity and after he has an interim coaching uh, antonio pierce this time that does a great job he gives him the job and allows him uh, to take over that locker room and be the guy they're going to build around defense it's going to be max crosby's team it's going to be the old school raiders way uh, defense. We'll see what they do on the offensive side of the ball. They might trade Devontae Adams. Um, see if he can get him to Houston. I'd like that everyone's talking about getting Mike Evans to Houston. I'd rather get Devontae Adams. He has said before that he wants to play with C.J. Stroud. Uh, then we got a couple more coaches. One guy is a transplant uh, from uh, Seattle. He comes from the uh, Pete Carroll tree uh, and gets hired. Uh, Canalis. Uh, gets picked up and take, goes to Tampa Bay. Well, excuse me, he was at Tampa Bay and now he's with Carolina. He was the OC of Tampa Bay last year. But most of his career, uh, he worked under Pete Carroll. He was 13 years as his assistant in Seattle. So I'm sure he learned a lot of great things from Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's an energetic guy who gets the most out of his players to practice. So we see if uh, the young 42-year-old Kanadis is able to carry on what he learned from one of the masters of the game Uh, The one year he was in Tampa Bay, he did a really good job reviving uh, Baker Mayfield's career. Um, Can he help Bryce Young? Can he get the best out of Bryce Young and turn Bryce Young to what I was expecting him to be in the league? Um, I knew that Bryce would struggle with adjusting to find a passing lane. What style of play could he play? If I was uh, Canales, I'd run the same thing Kyler Murray does and stay in the shotgun the whole game. Um, he's going to have trouble being able to go drop back He's not going to be able to sit in that pocket Get him out, let him get some quicks Let him use his accuracy, be smart He's one of the guys that protect the ball He's one of the guys that's really smart um, But uh, I don't think he's running the correct offense. Let's see uh, if Canalis Is able to do that now And uh, do some great things down there Charlotte then we have a second-generation coach, being uh, being Bill Callahan's son, who used to coach the Raiders, took him to the Super Bowl. His son, Brian Callahan, uh, he's been coaching the league a long time, even though he's a young boy. He grew up around the league with his father. He was the Bengals' OC, but, I mean, he doesn't really call plays. Everyone knows that uh, Zach Taylor calls all the plays for the Bengals. So um, does he take over the play calling in Tennessee? Um Turn Will Levis loose and his, his team. I don't think the Titans most likely signed Derrick Henry in the offseason. So uh do they, you know, veer right now. The Titans have been a, you know, team based on Mike Brabel style and, you know, tough, hard-nosed running team, defensive first for so long. Look like they're gonna pivot with this hire and become more of an offensive team. I'm excited to see uh, what they look like. And uh, also like all the change going on in that organization, especially since the arrival of our Houston Texans. Then we got college scene going on. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you all year that Harbaugh was not going to ride out <laughs> uh, the possible allegations he's about to face. It was obvious that Michigan must refuse to put language in the contract that was going to say that they wouldn't fire him or hold him accountable if later on uh, the NCAA comes down on the school. And of course, now the first black coach possibly at Michigan, Sharon Moore, like I think that he's going to be named soon, that I called would be named during the season. I said Harbaugh would be leaving and uh, leaving the university high and dry. <laughs> and Sharon Moore is going to be the coach. Let's hope that they paid off the right people now that the NCAA is not going to come back and try to violate them, uh, take some of those games and take that uh, trophy. Because it just is odd to me that last week we were hearing that uh, Harbaugh's uh, agent was talking to the University of Michigan about, you know, staying there as long as the language would be, uh, whereas he was not blamed for whatever uh, came from the, you know, the investigation by the NCAA. So it's some stuff where smoke is fire. So it's some things about this Michigan situation that are going to come out later. I'm sure it's going to be a great tell-all one day. But Sharon Moore did a really good job in the games that – uh, Harbaugh missed. It was like a soap opera because he missed so many games this season. But Sharon Moore really proved himself as a leader in that locker room, and I'm sure those guys are going to play hard for him next season. And after he's hired, I think he does well. It has not been inked yet, so it's not finalized yet. The word is that they're looking to hire him, but it's some kind of waiting thing that they have to do. Hopefully they do the right thing. Don't reach out and try to get Brian Kelly. Me personally as an LSU guy, i love for Brian Kelly to be out of there. but. Uh, The locals say that he's done a really good job recruiting. We have a really good class coming in. They think that if Kelly dips, he might affect some of the guys that's coming because of the instability. So either which way that it goes, Michigan has a new man in charge. As Jim Harbaugh heads back to the NFL, going to San Diego to to coach uh, Justin uh, Herbert. We'll see if Herbert uh, becomes the guy that I think that he could become uh, under Harbaugh. Then, man, we got some news Staying in the coaching ranks But this time, the uh, National Basketball Association One of the quickest fires I've seen in NBA history they, uh, In Milwaukee, the Bucks pulled a plug on Adrian Griffin Man, I knew Adrian Griffin wasn't going to work The moment they announced him as the high, I was kind of you know confused by it and i was like well maybe they like that type of coach because if you remember coach bud coach, coach bootenhouse who they won the championship with and never should have been fired was really a laid back kind of goofy offbeat guy you know kind of extremely nice but those players knew him and had won with him so i don't know if they should have fired him when they did i think that a lot of stuff is going on is Giannis, man yannis is um, obsessed with trying to get another title His window is closing um, But Giannis can be a jerk sometimes, man And um, I've seen the way he handled his teammates I've never liked his body language I saw that he was a hater, man The way he tried to call out James Harden And try to embarrass him for no reason at all They all playing basketball together You all are supposed to be competing, man You aren't supposed to be taking shots at at people and he took shots at James Harden for no reason. I kinda started looking at him funny then, but then I started noticing his body language when things didn't go right and I never liked it. He's one of those type of dudes who seems like in the locker room he's a a bit of a you know a-hole, kinda difficult to deal with when things aren't going his way and now he got Dame Lillard over there with him and Dame's got a a, a different type of personality as well. So um, both these guys are a little entitled in the NBA I hear that they're bringing in Doc Rivers. A lot of people saying to me on Twitter that Doc hasn't won since George Bush was the president. So not too many people hire on him. I know my guy Noops was coming on later on the show. Uh, he doesn't even call him Doc He calls him Glenn Because he doesn't respect him as a coach But he's been picked up um, by the Bucks, And he's heading to Milwaukee I think to take over the show Adrian Griffin's cut loose What do you think about the Adrian Griffin firing? So, you know, I know you keep up with the NBA
1: Five star, I think that one all came down to Giannis uh, To be honest And the way the Bucks have been playing uh, Early in the regular season um, A lot of close games, man You add talent uh, such as Dame Lillard and you're not blowing teams out You're losing uh, games you're not supposed to lose And uh, I just feel that Giannis wants to win championships And what Giannis wants, Giannis gets And they know whenever it's time You definitely need a good coach to put all those moves together And who not better than Doc Rivers himself <laughs> Missed a lot of championship experience Especially with big men uh, And guards so it's definitely the reason I feel they bought uh, Doc Rivers in and got rid of old Adrian. Uh, no hard feelings toward Adrian. It's just
0: our business. Said they trying to win championships. Yeah, you're trying to win championships, but they were 30 and 13 They were leading their division uh, by, what, four games. Um, I just don't understand that move. You didn't even get a guy a chance to show in the playoffs what he could do. I heard that he wanted to cut um, Giannis' brother. I'm hearing that that's what it was all about, that him and Giannis had a big confrontation people making it as a joke, but I'm hearing that's really what it was, that he wanted to make space for more shooting and felt like that he was just in the way, and Giannis didn't want to get rid of his brother, and he has control like that, you know, when him winning the championship there, especially in a town like Milwaukee who doesn't have much uh, going on, he's the guy, so, you know, whatever Giannis wants, as you said, Giannis gets, and he gets Adrian Griffin fired, Alright man, it was a painful weekend last week for the city of Houston, our Texans uh, go out in the flame man, oh man, crank up the uh, 1987 Corvette, man let's shoot through the past.
1: Alright Five Star, let's do it. Right, let's go down to the city of baltimore man um if you follow me on twitter you've seen i gave out a raw play uh baltimore minus nine and a half no hard feelings to the Texans, man uh, i just felt uh cj stroud uh D'Amico ryan's and the team they had a little bit uh more growing to do but five star uh the Texans definitely looked like they had a shot in the first half they were sending the blitz they was doing everything that the buccaneers was doing to the philadelphia eagles and Lamar was kind of looking like Jalen Hurts. I was like, oh, they kind of figured it out a little bit. But uh, they made some adjustments second half, and, man, what happened to the Texans?
0: What happened to the Texans? They got that call. So (laughs) that's what happened. (laughs) Because it just amazes me how they just – man, look, first you get Fairborn missing the kick. D'Amico just stops blitzing for no reason. I don't even understand exactly what you said. They were running the same defense basically that – Tapper had ran on Jalen Hurts, and it's always going to work because Jalen Hurts and and Lamar Jackson don't see things quick. They're trying to make a big play. If you jam their receivers at the line and blitz them, they tend to hold the ball too long because they don't trust the eye. The Texans don't blitz at all. And then the strangest thing occurs. The Texans get the ball back down 17-10. They're in rhythm. Couple completions by C.J. Stroud to his receiving core. Two long runs by Devin Singletary. Now the Texans are inside of uh, the Ravens' territory. They're threatening. The offense is looking good. They're jumping in their hurry up. They're able to get um, the Ravens on their heels a little bit. <laughs> then Bobby Slowick decides that, hey, I don't want to coach anywhere else. So let me run the dumbest play this weekend in the NFL. And he runs literally a triple reverse screen. This play made no sense at all. We know that the Ravens are one of the top teams in the NFL at getting defensive penetration. They got two of the smartest linebackers you're going to find with Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith that noticed everything, that sniff out everything. That was just a terrible play call. And from there, the game snowballed. The Texans never caught back up. They ended up punting on that drive, and it wasn't a game after that. The game really got out of hand in the fourth quarter, so it looks like it was a lot worse than it really was but really the texas had a shot at that game i don't know why they got scared to win but they definitely changed up their approach uh in the third quarter and they paid for it uh, a lot of people in texas in a, the Texans fan base is saying give slow with a pass he's been good all year but i just don't understand that play call right there it's no reason to go to the trick plays especially one um, that doesn't make sense against this type of defense the Texans prepare for next year man Hey, the sky's the limit. C.J. Stroud came out of that game very confident. Will Anderson was crying. C.J. was not, and Will said to C.J. told him, "Hey, man, we're gonna be really good next year. Hold your head. This is just not our time. We got Tank Dell coming back next year. They got a high draft pick. I'm hoping they're able to get uh, a good receiver, either um, Roma Dunze or uh, uh, you know Marvin Harrison Jr. wants to play with C.J. Stroud. We don't know if the Texans are willing to." Uh, Get rid of the draft pieces to make that happen. All types of receivers. Malik Neighbors is coming out. It's just a lot of weapons that are coming out. Brock Bowers, if they want to go tight end, just. Keep loading up weapons for C.J. Stroud. Continue to build the free agency because Houston will be a hotbed for defensive players with D'Amico Ryan is a very popular coach in the NFL, and Houston is a very popular city to live in. So the future is bright for Houston. Once again, a change changing the brand and next year, so they're going to have new logos. And I think the Texans are about to be one of the most popular franchises in the NFL in the coming future because of C.J. Stroud. The Ravens prepare. For Kansas City Chiefs We'll talk about a little later I still don't believe in the Ravens As much as everybody else does I said they've been the best team all year I said that they were probably going to the Super Bowl And then Kansas City decided to play football We've seen a different type of Kansas City team Since the bright lights came on And that's what I needed to see I think that this is a new mission uh, for Mahomes This is his chance to go on the road And prove people wrong We know that he plays his best on the road He has an outstanding road record in his division He's also outstanding as a dog. Just a great record, 83 straight up, 11 times he's covered. I just can't see myself going against Patrick Mahomes. And then the weather's supposed to be really bad, a lot of rain. I want to see how Lamar moves the ball in those bad uh, conditions. I trust uh, Patrick Mahomes moving the ball more. They've already played a game this year where it was below zero, they still moved the ball. Last week, they played another really cold, bad element game in Buffalo. They still moved the ball, and each game, it was different people. The first game was Rashi Rice in the playoffs. Last week, it was Kelsey. This week, we don't know who it'll be, but I know that Patrick Mahomes is going to come to play, so I look forward to that game.
1: All right, Five Star. Uh, this was one for the books. I think it was one of the uh, better divisional games, you ask me. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. And the San Francisco 49ers, man, you bought Jordan Love, he looked real, real good out there, had a chance to win the game. How you see Jordan Future looking after this five-star? He really, really stepped up and showed that he can carry a team.
0: Yeah, his future's bright, man, especially with all those young receivers that got that around him and growing together. Another situation like Sprott, it just wasn't his turn because he made some really questionable throws in the fourth quarter. You know, we had the under on the interceptions, and all of a sudden, he started throwing it right to the 49ers in the game when they already had the lead and. Re- you know, pretty much had control of the game. I still don't know how the Packers lost their game. Matt Fleur had the team ready. Um, Packers just really got a bright future, man. Brock Purdy did exactly what I thought Brock Purdy would do. The weather was bad. Um, he had the glove on and everything. Um, the Packers dropped so many interceptions. They should have picked six in one time. Um, they really should have won this game. They allowed um, the Niners another day to fight. I can tell you one thing: if they play like that against the Lions, it won't be the same outcome, but I'm sure the Brock Purdy plays better this week. Usually good teams like the 49ers tend uh to not play bad two weeks in a row, but hey, early in the year they had a three game losing streak. Are they gonna be in a funk? I know one thing, they better have Debo. If Debo's not back they're gonna be in trouble, you know.
1: All right, 5-star, let's head back down to Michigan. <laughs> man, you hit the teaser, but the bugs they ain't cover the seven. The Lions, they went crazy on them, 5-star. What happened in that game?
0: Man, that was a really, really exciting game. A lot of points scored. Jameer Gibbs or something else, man. Just that whole Lions team, they played at a different pace and speed. They look faster than the team they're across from, uh, it seems like every game. I'm continuing to just Can only sing the praises For Dan Campbell He's one of the rare Combinations of coaches That can be An aggressive coach A coach that's really A rah-rah guy Gets his guys fired up Touches them emotionally But also Knows the X and O's I kind of compare him To a Mike Tomlin A young Mike Tomlin That's how Tomlin was When he initially Got to the Steelers He was able to fire Those guys up But also have them Ready schematically And that's what I like A lot about the Lions More shadiness Help me in the world with the safest coach in the NFL, Ty Bowles, go for two points right there. It made no sense at all. They had momentum. <laughs> the game could have been a one-score game regardless to seven. But for some strange reason, he goes for two. And when he goes for two, Mike Evans is completely mauled on the two-point conversion. And the refs just took their flag. It's just, man, this gambling and this betting. We didn't even talk about it in the beginning stages about uh, what's going on with uh, Keyshawn Boutte. Uh now, now was a Patriot, former LSU Tiger just arrested in Louisiana um yesterday uh for gambling on games that he participated in. Um even gambled one place, you know. He bet on one play that he would score a touchdown that he didn't even score a touchdown. So I don't know how good of a gambler he is, but they were saying they say he put in about hundred and fifty grand and he won about five hundred thousand, but uh gambled most of it back. So he knew something, but Uh, It's been swept under the rug a lot about the Iowa State player, Hunter Deffers. We haven't heard much about him, but I'm hearing a lot today about what happened with this LSU kid uh, that was playing for the Patriots and had a bright future. Just ruined his life, man. He was arrested today for gambling on games, and all these games are getting shady and shady. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's got what and who needs what, but... It makes me question everything, and I still just don't understand why Todd Bowles went for two right there. But the Bucks have had a great season. They play a little bit over their head. Now they have to replace O.C. Uh, Canales as he goes to be the head coach in division with Carolina. And uh, we see if they re-sign Baker Mayfield. Where does Mike Evans go? Does he come to Houston? I'd rather have Devontae Adams, but Mike Evans isn't bad. He was clearly the best receiver on the field. Uh, on Sunday as he goes crazy putting up more uh, postseason stats like he's always done going for 8 receptions 147 yards, 1 touchdown He says he's getting a little older and I can tell he gives full effort and energy but I think that Devontae Adams body will hold up more uh, over the coming years but you can't go wrong with either. Baker Mayfield blows the game after the Bucks, uh defense is able to get a stop late and he gets the ball again Uh, with a minute left and a chance to steal the game or at least tie the game up. Uh, He does what Baker Mayfield does and throws an interception. Detroit heads to the bay. A lot of people not giving him much chance, including uh, my guys that's in my circle, including Sino Royale. But, man, I can tell you one thing. They do have a punches chance. That offense is special. If the 49ers continue to play like they played last week, I definitely think that the Lions can get it done, and I definitely like Jared Goff traveling back to his hometown, the Bay Area.
1: Alright, five star, we're gonna say the marquee matchup for last. It's only right. My boy Patty Mahomes, man. He went down there and did what he always does to Josh Allen. I don't know. He really is Kryptonite. Uh he beat him in the playoffs. <laughs> and you was all over this one. And you didn't only have the Chiefs plus two and a half, plus three, plus three and a half. He also had the money line. They went straight up in Buffalo five-star. How you came up with this
0: one? Patrick Mahomes. I'm never going against Patrick Mahomes. Simple as that. I don't mind losing with Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, but there's no way I'm going to fade him. Hey, Josh Allen continues to carry the Buffalo curse that Jim Kelly had before him, but at least Kelly did get the Super Bowls. Allen can't even crack the AFC championship game. Played a pretty efficient game. Uh, Great job uh, running the ball. He ran for 72 yards and two touchdowns. Gave it you know, his all. Put him in position to win, but it's a cursed franchise. Once again, another wide right. uh, Beats the Buffalo Bills and keep them from trying to tie the game. Uh, They survived one of the silliest calls I've ever seen before. I don't know what uh, Sean McDermott was thinking about. Was he trying to make headlines, make it on ESPN or something? But he runs a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin. (laughs) Like, why? Because this guy fell out on the field. It makes no sense to run him in the fake. I'm sure you had other backup running backs, linebackers, who were better straight-ahead runners with more speed. If you're going to fake it there, fake it with a real running back. Don't fake it with DeMar Hamlin just so – you can make it on uh, these sports shows, so they can say, "Oh, Demar Hamlin got the first down on the fake." Just a terrible job by McDermott. I hope that they fire him. He's, you know, worn out as welcome, in my opinion, up there. I'd like to see Josh Allen with an offensive coach. I'd like to see him with a head coach that can harness him and get the best out of him. He's one of the most skilled quarterbacks we've seen. But hey, to these announcers that's making excuses for Josh Allen, yeah, that was a good throw to Diggs. It was a hard catch, over the shoulder catch. Diggs probably should have made the play. But what about uh, the play before they had to kick the field goal on third down when Diggs flashes right across Josh Allen's face on a drag route, and he looks right over him and throws it deep uh, on a flag route. I mean, like Josh Allen is one of those guys who doesn't see the field really well. He wins off of his athleticism needs to get a guy in there that can show him how to be a better uh, quarterback as far as him being a point guard instead of always being what he's the sole uh, offense. He's practically Cam Newton. I always call him White Cam. That's pretty much who uh, Josh Allen is. He's a White Cam Newton, man. He carries the team. He does amazing things on the field, but he's always coming up just a little bit short. On the other side of the field, he's facing the Golden Boy, and the Golden Boy did what he always does to him. You cannot be Patrick Mahomes when it matters. Patrick Mahomes with two touchdown passes to Travis Kelsey. Finally have a Travis Kelsey sighting. His crazy brother Jason Kelsey is all over social media for, you know, hanging with the Buffalo Bills fan. He's liquored up and <laughs> has his shirts off doing a uh, bear yell and all this stuff with his big hairy chest out and things like that. But it's it's a lot of antics and weirdo stuff going around Mahomes, you know, they never doing a the dance and the, the worst swag surf I've ever seen from Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. You know, they do things really a quirky style and way, but you cannot argue about Patrick Mahomes. And You see his dad, his dad is a G, and he gave it to his son. Because when it comes to that football field, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. He's probably the greatest talent that I've ever witnessed on the uh, football field. No one has such a great combination of being able to play so many different ways. He can game manage, he can be the, the playmaker, he can run, he, he can throw the ball, he can throw accurately, he can throw short, he can throw deep. Uh, so much that he brings to the game, and he's really, really smart. One of the things that people don't notice about Patrick Mahomes is, man, he's been schooled really well um, by Andrew Reid. They're always on the same page. His receivers are starting to catch MVS with some big catches in Buffalo after dropping a lot of balls this season. It's just hard for me to go against the Chiefs, man. They travel to Baltimore. I know everybody's rooting for Lamar. I, I know everybody hates Taylor Swift. I know everybody hates Travis Kelsey. They're tired of seeing him. But something tells me that you might see them down the road in Vegas. After the break, we got a really special guest, one of my OGs, man. He's been betting on NFL football since the 1960s. Grew up in a bookie house. We got the king of Warriors Twitter, Richard J. Goodman, a.k.a. Ricky G. Stops into the Waging World live from Cali, man, to talk uh, a little bit about the NFL division playoffs and the state of the NBA. I look forward to speaking to my OG every time. Take us out, Ceno.
2: I'm the realest I know. You ever been in the crib, gently sipping a Henney and go blanket on the couch, it's just you and your favorite show. You've been waiting all week, saving this day to cheat on your diet and lay up cleaning your covers, enjoying the peace and quiet. It's giving hell, black man. I'm enough, ain't doing this song and tap dance. Me and my CPA going over my tax plan. He told me I should put all that phony love in the trash can. It's either an asset or liability. Ordered in your circle is crucial to your utility. Gotta keep that issue the distance because it's killing me when it's in my vicinity. You either growing with me or fading into rigidity. The sky's no limit. I'm offline. I don't buy no gimmicks. In a class where I mind my business. Every line I've written.
0: And we're back in the waging world, it's your boy Five Star in Vegas I'm in here with my guys, as always, Sino uh, Royale The youngest cat to ever run a sports book on the Las Vegas Strip Beautiful day in Sumberland. hey the sun's back out, Sino uh, We got the uh, uh, beautiful day, the golf man, a lot of golfers out today We got the palm trees swaying, uh, just a, a great day to be alive And man, we're really blessed to have one of my OGs up in the waging world today Man, one of the guys that I really respect. He's the king of Golden State Warriors Twitter, Ricky G. What up, Coach? What's up, gentlemen? Thanks for having me on. Always, man, always. So the first thing I got to come out with, you know, this is a sports betting show, Coach. So we know, you know, you've been betting sports longer than a lot of these people have been alive and listened to this show. Can you explain to us how it was growing up as a kid in the house of a bookie man and like just watching this sport grow watching the thing grow excuse me from sports betting being something that was such a black market thing and kind of like you know looked at as a criminal element to now you could bet anywhere in the world
3: well my first wager was 1967 two dollars i laid to 14 points on green bay super bowl one that was my first wager i was about nine years old i grew up in a house where gambling was prevalent Anyways, I used to always wonder why this guy's always around the house, never goes to work. He always have money in his pocket. I mean, this guy had fists of money, and I kept going, What does this guy do? He don't. He don't. He don't live a normal life. And I found out he was a bookie, and I started questioning. I, I just did everything that man did. I followed him. Whatever he ate for breakfast, I ate for breakfast. I thought he had the coolest job in the world. I didn't need no school. I got it right here, and that's just. I just was grew up around numbers, and numbers was easy to me. You know I, I don't know no english i got bad grammar but but i know numbers and i know math but we did it back in the day when we didn't have all the data you know we had we had to create our own numbers i'm sure i don't i'm sure you guys are on do you remember the gold sheet that used to come out just a little bit break it down to tell the people about the gold sheet and how you guys used to use it it was a gold paper it was a little like a three-fold pamphlet that did all the power ratings of all the sports teams and all the sports and you could go to a magazine rack and buy it. And it was like the Bible. We thought that guy was the GOAT of all time. And that's where everybody, that was everybody's gambling information. That was the books information. It was the wow. players' information. That's all we had. We had no, we didn't have no internet, no numbers. We didn't even see a lot of games. I mean, Monday Night Highlights with Howard Cosell was like gold to us. Like we we're gonna get to see everybody for two minutes. We did, we didn't see it. We had to go by data and newspaper and putting out numbers. You had to be good. See, the problem is, see what most people don't understand, and and maybe your audience does because you probably got a lot of pros on your audience, but people don't understand the odds maker puts out a number. Then the cartel and the wise guys will bet into that number and correct that number and move that number where they think it should be. Then the public will get in and play, and the public is actually betting against the wise guys and the cartel. They're not betting against the book. And that's what most people don't understand. See, most people understand the line is not a predictor, it's to catch the reaction. See, you read all the time on Twitter, well, somebody's got this MVP as a favorite or this team as a favorite. It has nothing to do with the line.
0: That has to do with all action. And that's why this is the waging world. That's why this is the waging world.
3: And, and a lot of people don't understand that. Well, see, now, now this weekend, I learned a lesson many years ago in Vegas from a guy who taught me how to scout. And what, he, what scalping means is you go find a few tickets with four or five or six teams of future wagers that have good value. Don't pick the chalk. Have good value, and that's one thing I've I've really mastered the last few years. I had it with the Bengals when they went to the Super Bowl this weekend. I got three of the four teams left. The only team I don't have left in a in a big uh, scalping uh, future ticket is the Chiefs. The Chiefs, if the Chiefs win at all, they knock my ass out in three different directions. But I got but I got three of the four teams this weekend still alive. N- uh, Niners plus a wow. thousand. I got the Ravens plus eighteen hundred and the Lions plus twenty one hundred. So I can do some hedging, I can do some, you know, middle teasers. I can, I can do a lot of things just so we can
0: get creative. Hey, that's a beautiful thing there, Coach. Uh, great job. You always do the futures. Like you said, me and this man talked about it last year around the same time. No, two years ago, actually, around the same time. We both had the Bengals as the futures. It was one of the few guys that were holding tickets on it. Coach does a marvelous job at uh, finding those futures. What do you look for when you're trying to find those futures?
3: You got to look for value. But first of all, the first thing you got to get a hold of is, I'll give you an example, Detroit Lions this year. Their division was soft. The idea of the Lions winning their division gives you a lead up on them getting in the dance. That's the first thing you got to do. And then they're going to get good value because the market don't see them as value when it comes to the Niners or the Cowboys, Eagles. So, So if you can get them to the playoff, then all you need is one win out of them and if you get them in down to the last four last two teams standing now things can change you can head you can play uh, both sides or you can uh, ride it and that's what i look for you got to look for it. see the nfl schedule makes it to where 50 percent of the teams won't make it to the playoffs the following year because the schedule is unfair it's unbalanced the good teams have to play the good teams the bad teams get to play the bad teams And and that's where you got to look at the schedule. You got to look at their division, and then you got to figure out the value. Like I didn't play the Chiefs because there was no value in the Chiefs. If they, I got to lay too much money to win nothing. But now I can play the Chiefs uh, this weekend, and if they win, I collect my money. If they and if they lose, I got the Ravens in the Super Bowl plus eighteen hundred. So if I can get the Ravens and the Lions in the Super Bowl, I got plus eighteen hundred, plus twenty one hundred locked.
0: So we call that putting a book in a trap. Hey, that's a great strategy there, uh, Coach. And now that we're speaking about that, who do you like in this week's uh, division matchups? Who do you like? First, let's start with your 49ers right there by you in the Bay Area. Didn't you grow up a, you grew up a 49ers fan, right?
3: Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the Bay in Southern Cal growing up. But the playoff numbers get really, really tight. This number this weekend, that's seven and three, three and a half. That's a tight number. The, th- the two and a half – and the three number and the three and the three and a half number is 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 it's a brutal number. Now the two and a half is technically two point seven five number. So you can play the two and a half and the three. It's really not that much difference. It's because it's two point seven five. The three, three and a half is a huge difference. It's a much bigger difference. See, the half a point's a problem. If 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 I'm gonna play the Ravens, I'm gonna play the three. I'm not playing three and a half. Now I'm hoping I was hoping to get the two and a half. That's not gonna happen. That three, three and a half is locked. The best number you're gonna get on the Ravens if you got lucky is is lay public money pushes KC to three. But I but I'm not sure. But but I like the Ravens. I know you asked about the Niners, but on the AFC, I, I, I like the Ravens to win the game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game going away. I just think their defense is criminal. Everybody's talking quarterbacks in this in this game. It's it's the Ravens defense for me. Now on the Niners side, We saw seven and it went to six and a half, and it's coming back to seven. I would, if I'm playing the Niners, I gotta wait for six and a half. I'm not playing the seven and the seven and a half. I don't trust Detroit at seven or seven and a half, but I trust Detroit maybe plus 13 and a half to Kansas City plus nine and a half. See, and then maybe you can hit play middles.
0: See, and and the six point teaser.
3: See, but the problem with the Niners, I don't trust the Niners right now at minus one. The Niners could get me straight up.
0: Yeah, my biggest play of the weekend is going to be that. That's going to be my player of the weekend, Coach, is the teaser. That's actually what I've already played, and that was I pushed up the uh, the Chiefs to 10, and I pushed up the uh, Lions to 13 and a half.
3: The teaser, see, I don't trust. Normally, you want to take the seven to one. At least I do, because that's usually a dominant team. And getting that one is a, usually a pretty good value bet. But right now, I don't trust the Niners at minus one after watching their defense last week.
0: Yeah, especially the way that the Lions play offense. They got one of the best schemes right now that we've seen because uh, their OC is cutting up, man. I, the guys for the Lions off season have been running wide open, a very difficult offense to, uh, you know, subdue. And then we know golf has a lot of experience playing in the division against uh the uh, 49ers all right man let's get to your your number one sport though where well, you made your name i see you talked about on twitter that you had to come into prison gym one time to do a 360 dunk and after that they were showing love to you man tell us a little bit about this story you tell us about the layup lines man and you was in a uh, prison playing basketball
3: it was a summer it was a uh, when the aba folded some adult like AAU leagues came up but it was it was players playing for cash and it was players still trying to play it was basically the ABA players trying to find roster spots but they needed games to run and I was still young I was just out of high school a year in a year and I got a phone call a team needed a, a late pickup because they were missing a couple of players so I I go they pick me up I show up and I look around and I'm looking in this van and I'm like wait a minute these motherfuckers is good they loaded what am I doing here so I just went for the right thing and I'm not going to play. I'm just going to come for a ride. I'm just like a fourth guard backup, no, no problem. Well, then I find out we're going to play in a man's prison in Carson City. So I walk. So after you go through all the gates, get cleared, and all that paperwork you got to go through, I walk in and, and, and this gym is completely 100% black. And I'm on a black team and I'm playing against a black team. I'm like, this is a, yeah, This is going to be an experience, and immediately since I got in, I became the I caught all the hecklers. What the f- is this white boy doing here? And I had a teammate, right. uh, wow. Alvin Joseph. Right. We call him Black Jesus. He said, well, f- "If you don't do a pull off a dunk right. here in about ten minutes, they're going to eat you. For, they're going to eat you." So I had to do that bounce three sixty dunk, and that was it. It was a wrap, and then. I was—I didn't think I was gonna play, and then we had a guard. One of the guards got hurt, turned an ankle. Another guard got in foul trouble. Next thing I know, I heard my name. I'm like, I can't get my warm-up bottoms off. What the f- am I gonna do out here? These guys is good. And I blew up and I had a few good games. Next thing you know, I hit the paper, and I got in a little bit of trouble with uh, the NCAA because I got some cash out of it. And I, did, see, I didn't know people were getting paid. But that's another story. My recruiting life is, is an interesting story. See, in my, in my life as an odds maker and bookmaker, we had to hide. I couldn't have dinner with certain people. I couldn't be seen in public with them. Today, you turn on the TV and they're advertising it every day to get you. Meanwhile, I got to live my life running from feds and having multiple houses to run a book operation to stay out of jail. And today, it's all in your front room and everybody's doing their in bed together. And then they get upset because some football player at LSU loses eight grand on betting football. Talk about hypocrisy. I, I don't understand it. Today you're a legend on FanDuel, but in my lifetime, when we were living through this, we had to run and hide.
0: Those are the two businesses that were like that: are uh, guys who came up in the marijuana trade <laughs> and guys that were bookies. Both of those were frowned upon so heavily uh, when we were uh, growing up in the you know '80s, '90s, early 2000s. Now both of them are are considered legal, and it's things that are uh, you know the powers that be are making a lot of money on right now you know how it goes as long as the underground has it uh they don't want you to have it because they can't tax it man that's all it boils down to man is they can't tax it but hey uh speaking of that um what you have you seen the book have you seen bookie the series coach no you know what i got a text the other night
3: from one of my followers i gotta watch it
0: is that good watch it please and then tell me the story you was about to tell me
3: no, uh, every time I see an older lady uh, wearing a pantsuit, I break out in a sweat. And think she's a fed following me. <laughs> so it's,
0: just, it's, a, it's
3: all part of the life that we had to live. Hey man, Look, every- seriously, every time I see Kamala Harris in her yeah. pantsuit outfit, I swear <laughs> she's a fed. She's got a badge and a gun. I'm I got to get out of here. We're not eating dinner here tonight, fellas. <laughs> it's just it's just all the way we had to live. Now
0: they, they don't understand that part of the game, man. Real quick, before we get out of here, real quick, Coach Goodman. What's the state of the NBA? We know that that's your line. You're a basketball. You've been around the NBA forever. Tell me, what's the state of the NBA? It's a hard game to watch.
3: It's a hard game to
0: watch. I mean,
3: nobody's playing defense. Everybody shoots the three ball. I mean, my 90-year-old mother, she was on a team today. They would tell her, shoot the three ball. Everything else, a bad shot. She could make a three ball in, in, in 10 years, I bet, but you got to shoot it because the numbers tell you to. Well, as long as I'm alive,
0: two is more than zero. Until that changes, you got to take the mid-range. You want to win chips. And we know you hate little guards, too. That's what you're famous for, man. Hey, we appreciate you coming on always. Uh, that's Coach Richard J. Goodman. You guys follow him on X. He's the man. He's, he's the king of the uh, of, uh, Warriors Twitter, man. We'll talk to you soon. I, I know you're doing a lot. We appreciate you giving us the time like you did, Coach. That's the one and only. Richard Goodman, man. A hey, man, coach is something else. He got a wealth of knowledge. I love kicking it with him, man. Him and Curtis School are some of the most uh, favorite guys uh, that I talk to and just listen to him kicking, man. It's hard for me to find someone who could teach me something. I've seen so much, you know, in this uh, world and so much in uh, the game of, of gambling. And, uh, man, Ricky G can always uh, give me a new perspective man And I really appreciate the wisdom that he imparts on us Follow coach at J. Richard Goodman That's J. Richard Goodman Hey man, Ricky G is a great follow He always has uh, some real game to spit And I'm sure that you enjoy it Another guy with a whole bunch of game joins us after the break The mayor of Philly My sweet brother Noopsy. Alex Noops Christensen joins the wagering world. Hey man, he's gonna talk a little Australian Open and he's gonna give you guys his niche. You know, these famous strong eggs. first touchdown scores. This guy's amazing on it. Sino sent us out. Welcome back to the waging world. As always, I'm in here with the youngest guy to ever run a sports book on the strip. I call him young Michael Jackson because <laughs> him and Michael Jackson are the two <laughs> dudes I know noted on some monkeys, man. Sino Royale. And we got a, a friend of the show. He stops by often and we love to uh, get his expertise on these things, man. This is his time of the year. We got the tennis going, we got uh, the, uh, the championships coming up in the uh, NFL on both sides of the of the conferences. Hey, no better person to have it. Uh, my brother Noopsy man, the mayor of Philly. What's good, Alex Noops Christensen?
4: It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The Sixers are winning basketball games. Joel and Embiid is uh, setting records. Let's just hope he can stay healthy. But like you said, it's a big weekend for football. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year. Both of these games are pretty much fantastic every single year, and these matchups look really fun.
0: Yeah, it's a really awesome slate, man. We got uh, four a really good team squaring off, and it's going to be really exciting, man. But, hey, we got to talk to the, the sport that brought us together, man, tennis. We're in the middle of the first major. You know, that uh, I always say tennis is kind of like uh, NASCAR. They're one of the few sports to have their big events early in the season, and this is one of the four majors, the Australian Open. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you saw so far, Noops, and I know you're on BET US TV, man. What did you give out as your futures um, for this tournament and how has it played out?
4: Yeah, on the men's side, it's been, you know, pretty chalky so far. Um, You've seen a lot of the big names make it through. Novak Djokovic hasn't played his best tennis, but often does this in this major. Kind of sleepwalks through the first couple weeks so he can save his energy. He'll be in the semifinal. This will be just before the show probably comes out against Yannick Sinner. Excited to see that match. Djokovic a favorite. I expect him to be in the final, and I expect it to be against Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev goes against Alexander Zverev. Zverev, probably one of the best wins in of his career in the last match over Carlos Alcaraz it was really interesting to watch him respond after losing some ground and dropping a a pretty tough set got it back together won the final set advanced and really hope we do see again that Djokovic Medvedev final we gave that out as the exact final plus 800 Uh, either way I think you're just looking to bet Novak Djokovic in that final um my guess is by the time you see this you'll hear this you'll have prices up for the uh, prop for Djokovic to win the final 3 sets to 1 generally does give up a set in the final i think that that's a really nice bet on the women's side our girl arena sabalenka just blowing through the field, playing some of the best tennis in her life. Won this major last year and is poised to do it again. Has not dropped a set and beaten some really good women along the way. Coco Goff, Barbara Krejcikova, Amanda Samova. whereas um, she goes against Zheng Quinyan, a Chinese woman you and I both were really high on last year and think she's going to have a big year. Zheng has had some tough matches and kind of against some inferior opponents, so I like Sabalenka in that final there. Take a look at some of the stuff here from our friends at uh, my bookie you take a look at um to win the match 2-0 looks pretty nice that is um actually just down to minus 130 i know that might be a little bit juicy but uh, the money line here for Sabalanka minus 600 tells you i think everything you need to know she is a big favorite to win this match and to do so comfortably so maybe even a combo like arena in under 20 and a half games minus 125 is a nice option for my bookie there but it's been some great tennis i'm excited Um, pretty much everybody who i thought again except for Zhang, is in the final I, i can't wait to watch those matches yeah, it was really
0: interesting on one side. If you would have bit the dogs on the lady side, oh, my God, you would be – You'd have a nice bankroll built because no one expected the side that Zing's on on that half of the draw, man. It was just upset after upset. The big dogs were able to keep themselves together uh, on the side where Sabalenka meets Coco last night. Really good, intense match by those two. But Sabalenka's too much on these fast hard courts. She's going to be the first defending uh, champion of the Australian Open for the ladies in a long time. And both you and I, and uh both Really thought that she was going to be the one to win We had no doubt about it Everybody had a future ticket on it So that's good We'll all be cashing on that one Hey man, we got to talk about the first touchdown score for these games in the NFL You have kind of uh, carved out a new niche, man You are the go-to top expert, in my opinion, in the game, man Right now when it comes to first touchdown score You're masterful You've won so many weeks in a row, man You picked them correctly, man And these are uh, astronomical odds Some of the best value bets uh, on the whole slate Hey, tell us a little bit about each game and who you like for the first touchdown score, Noobs.
4: Hey, thanks for the kind words. It's been a really great season, and first touchdown scorer is an interesting market. It's one of the most fun bets you can make. Generally, not a very long sweat. It makes those first couple drives really, truly fantastic. Uh, We've had a lot of winners, and honestly, a lot of losers tackle at the one-yard line. So it's a fun bet, and there's really some value to be had. Getting started with the first game, the Kansas City Chiefs go to the Baltimore Ravens. You know, this is a game where you're going to have a little more value in the middle of the board. Your top favorites, Lamar Jackson, and Isaiah Pacheco, Gus Edwards, Travis Kelsey—really anybody in the single digits to one, you know, plus one thousand or less—is tough to bet here. But as you go a little further down the board, the first touchdown score from last week, Nelson Aguilar—we've seen a huge increase in his snap count and his targets the last few weeks. The Harbaugh and the Ravens love to use him in the red zone. He is plus thirty-one hundred. He is absolutely going to be on my card. Clyde Edwards-Alaire—he's the second running back for the Chiefs—and uh, we know Andy Reid saves his best and most interesting plays for big games like this. And given how hard it is to attack this Ravens team, I think that we'll see Edward Edwards Hilaire. He got a lot of time in that Bills game. Wasn't able to score, but uh, happy to bet him there at plus 4,100. Again, trying to just attack some bigger numbers in this game. And then one final name, Noah Gray, uh, the backup tight end, or really the second tight end for a Chiefs team that has gone um, two tight end sets a lot more regularly over the last few weeks. Gray had a couple packages, plays a little bit of a fullback role as well, he is also plus 4,100. So again, in that Baltimore Ravens Chiefs game, three names that I really like and will definitely be betting. Nelson Aguilar, plus 3,100. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, plus 4,100. And Noah Gray, plus 4,100. All from our friends at my bookie in the second game another really fun matchup the San Francisco 49ers against the Detroit Lions just should be a ton of touchdowns here obviously Christian McCaffrey is your favorite to score the first touchdown at plus 340 Uh, I can't hold that bet against you just not a play that I'm used to making you know for the season long McCaffrey has scored a lot of first touchdowns but the market generally does a good job of pricing that you're about break even if you played him every single game so again looking a little further down the board I love Sammy Laporta plus 1200 is a really nice bet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Always gets a lot of attention in the red zone. There, Goff loves to look for him, and he's a big part of those packages as they get closer and closer. Josh Reynolds scored the first touchdown for us last week, and I think he can do it again. Plus 2,300 is a really nice number for the guy who really has become the second best receiver on this Lions team. I know that Jamison Williams, you know, looks better, has you know, better draft measurements and things like that, but he continues to be priced pretty close to Reynolds, and Reynolds gets way more targets, especially in the red zone. Really like that at plus 2,300 and then brock purdy plus 3100 yes i know McCaffrey is probably the back to run it in but you've seen purdy run the ball more the last few weeks again it is the playoffs teams generally are more comfortable risking their quarterback in some of those situations so have to play purdy there at plus 3100 so again three names in that 49ers game against the detroit lions i will take sammy laporta plus 1200 josh reynolds plus 2300 and brock purdy plus 3100 from our friends at my bookie that's that's wonderful right there, Noobs. You gave it out to people
0: some really uh, sharp plays on the first touchdown. I'll be looking and hunting for a combination of for Kittle to score a touchdown and for LaPorta to score a touchdown in that Frisco and Detroit game. Because like you said, uh, both those uh, tight ends, especially LaPorta, gets a lot of work down around the end zone. And we've noticed that uh, as the seasons got later and later, the go-to man for uh, Brock Purdy when he wants to make a big play is one, George Kettle. So I'll be looking for both those tight ends to get in the box. because the total tells you, would have been over 50 and a half that it's going to be some fireworks. As far as it on the uh, uh, Ravens and the Chiefs game, I'd probably be looking towards, uh, for just some my props, on a touchdown score, I think I'll be looking towards Isaiah Pacheco. I heard some words that he had with a uh, Raquan Smith, and I think that uh, he'll be itching to get in the end zone. You got any uh, uh, sides on those games, Noobs? Which ones? are Which way are you leading in on your plays for uh, uh, the two the two AFC Championship and NFC
4: Championship games? I'm feeling really chalky. You know, I love a good underdog. Um, I think my two plays for the full game. I-, I love the Ravens. I think this is a great spot for them. Uh, Kansas. City really has had to struggle the last couple weeks. They're on the road again. Uh, The Ravens match up very well with them. You know Everything Kansas City wants to do defensively, Baltimore has answers for that. As good as the Chiefs defense has been, this Ravens offensive line is solid. Lamar Jackson is as good as moving as anybody and avoiding sacks. And if Kansas City can't generate those kind of negative plays on defense, I think the Ravens score a lot. So I don't mind laying the minus three and a half. And as we get a little closer, I might look to even play some alt spreads minus six minus six and a half something like that like the 49ers to win that game but I think the best look of all is a Detroit Lions team total over Um, looking for that number right now I'm not sure if it's up yet um, from our friends at my bookie but any number you know 27 and a half 27 or higher I think is a really good bet that Detroit offense is humming and if they have any chance they need to play fast so give me a, a Lions team total over to go with the Ravens minus three and a half really even minus four if it's moved by the time you hear this. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm guessing with the the line being seven
0: and the total being about 50 and a half, I'm guessing that the Lions team total is probably 22 and a half or somewhere around there, 21 and a half to somewhere probably under 23. So uh, at 27, if if Noobs is saying take anything uh, over 27, he expects uh, Jerry Goff and uh, the great uh, Ben Johnson continues to be successful uh, calling plays for that potent uh, Detroit offense. Hey, noobs, tell everybody where to find you at on uh, X, man.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for having me as always, guys love talking sports. This is a really fun show. And I know the audience gets a lot out of this. If you'd like to continue to hear from me or read some of my work again on X or twitter.com at underscore noobs. I do a hoops with noobs um, article just about every day, or you can find me again on the bet us NBA show, as well as the occasional tennis show. We'll be talking about the final matches there as well. But again, find me on Twitter, underscore noobs. Everything runs through there.
0: Hey man, it's always a blessing to talk to noobs. Noobs is one of my really closest friends in this industry. One of the guys who opened his arms to me when we first met man. It really uh, helped me get into uh, this new uh, part of my life that has now become everything in my life and become my profession, and that's covering sports and, and I really enjoy talking to noobs. We're good friends not only uh, on this show but man in real life and uh, the best of luck to everything uh, with you noobs and tell your family and everyone that I said hello man and we'll talk soon.
4: Absolutely can't wait to see you and give you a big hug in person say hello to the wife and the kids and best of luck until we talk again.
0: That's Alex Noobs Christensen follow him again at underscore noobs on x Alright guys, we're up against one when we come back You know what time it is Time to kick it with the only Sacramento Kings fan That I know spread is there Joins us For really the last week of the NFL Man, we're gonna break down these two games And after that, all we got is the Super Bowl, man Things are wrapping up A champion is about to be crowned It's in the It's different for black
2: boys, harder for black girls Start your own business venture, thrive in a black world Where you and your homies don't gotta worry about getting fired and facing discrimination We are creators, we don't go begging for placement where we are not wanted And I'ma keep it a hundred, youngin' we used to be hunted They had us sitting in zoos, so what you see in the news is really nothing that's new
5: They really targeting you, you hear me talking to you
0: And we're back in the wagering world, and we're out here in summer in Nevada, live from the rooftop. Hey, man! When your money's on the line, you got to do it with a trusted sports book. Man, Aaron Rodgers' season is over, and now it's a lot of quarterbacks who season over. We lost Jordan Love last week. We lost Josh Allen, but yours is just beginning. Your season is just starting right here at mybookie.ag. Hey. I don't care if it's NFL, which is now wrapping up, NBA. And we got Major League Baseball right around the corner. Hey, we have a brand new cash out system that gives you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit. Take my approach. Oatmeal always beats no meal. Cash out early. Go use that bread for another bet. Or maybe you got big kahunas and want to let it all ride. Push all your chips in. Go out like the gambler. Hey man, and let it ride for a chance at a bigger payday join the my Bookie family for an entire season filled with odds boosts, free bets and super contests to get started go to mybookie.ag now and register for a free account hey when you're ready to make your first deposit just use my promo code that's five star f-i-v-e-s-t-a-r once again that's f-i-v-e-s-t-a-r spell it out that's my promo code man use it you can claim a free deposit match up to one thousand dollars hey guys go to mybookie.ag use the promo code five star if you deposit five hundred dollars we're gonna match five hundred dollars if you deposit one thousand we're gonna match one thousand dollars hey man go to my bookie and get it started right now bet anything anytime anywhere only with mybookie.ag all right you know what time it is it's the people segment we got uh, the only Sacramento Kings fan that I know, the OG of the waging world joining us now. What's good, spread of staff?
5: Man, we had some great football last weekend and I'm excited to break down this week's game. I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to talk to you, Five Star. So this is me hearing it fresh, just along with the listeners. And I want to dive right in as the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes got the win last week in Buffalo, but now they might face an even tougher task against Baltimore, against the Ravens, the team with the best record in the AFC, and the unstoppable weapon. That is it, Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens are minus four. The total is 44. How are you approaching this game?
0: I think I might be the only one in the whole world is saying the Chiefs, man. Uh, uh, at least from what I'm hearing from what I talk to, you know, guys in my circle, uh, other sports bettors, and on the National Talk, uh, shows I, I just say that to be the champ, you got to beat the champion. I don't know if the champ's going to go out like this. Chris Jones, this might be his last game as a chief. He's already said that if they stop uh, Lamar Jackson from running, I don't think he doesn't think that they can score on him. The defense for the Chiefs is very underrated. I think that they're going to show uh, that that the number one defense in the land this week. Um, Everyone's giving a lot of attention to that Baltimore Ravens uh, defense, and no one's remembering Patrick Mahomes. No one's remembering that as an underdog, he's 8 3 straight up, and he's covered every time, and 11 times as a dog. There's no way that I'm going against Patrick Mahomes. There's no way I'm going against Taylor Swift. There's no way I'm going against Andy Reid. Give me the Chiefs, man. Give me the Chiefs plus 3.5. Give me the Chiefs to go to another Super Bowl. I think they're going to Baltimore and a put it all together man this is going to be a rally cry this is the chief's last run uh, together as the team that they are right now and also if you think about this guys the chiefs have never done it on the road so it's a new rallying cry for that team to show the world that hey we can also win on the road teams tend to come together and be closer and they have the best leader in the nfl and patrick mahomes i'm on the chiefs
5: I love the composure that Patrick Mahomes showed after the two first drives came up short. Uh, The first two drives, they came down and they had to settle for a field goal rather than show any negativity. You know, he had to be frustrated. You knew you needed touchdowns to win that game. But he was out there congratulating each member of special teams as the field goal went through and let the team know, hey, this wasn't what we wanted, but it's okay. I'm going to get us there. So five-star likes the Chiefs plus four. He said sprinkle on that plus 170 money line. Who do you think the Chiefs will be facing in the Super Bowl? We will find out when the San Francisco 49ers host the Detroit Lions. 49ers taking a little money. Five-star, this open at six and a half, instantly moved to seven, has sat at seven all week, today moves to seven and a half. Total, 51.5. Jared Goff and the Lions, their first outdoor game since December 10th, in which they lost in Chicago to the Bears. How do you think Jared Goff and these Lions are going to fare outdoor against the San Francisco 49ers who got the win last week but failed to cover the spread?
0: You remember off air we just was speaking about the weather and how uh, the reason I took the Packers last week was because I felt that, you know, Brock Purdy would struggle in that weather, in the rain, and that uh, Jordan Love coming from playing in Green Bay, practicing in his bad weather all the time, playing games in inclement weather, that he would perform better and be able to have a, you know, a better grip on the football. And it showed this is the opposite. Now the Frisco is is at home again. It's back to Golden Uh, State, You know, it's back to the California sun. So it's going to be nice this weekend. So I think that Brock Purdy will play a lot better than he did last week. But also, I think that the Lions, you can't look at it as the typical outdoor game for them because conditions will be perfect. So I really think that uh, you got to watch this team, man. I think that they're a team that's really talented. They should have beat the Cowboys, man. Um, Detroit uh, has the best offensive coordinator in the league right now. The guys that he has, uh, you know, running these routes are wide open. They got so many weapons, and it seems like they're that perfect team, like how um, the Ravens were uh, a couple years ago. as a team that's fast and and just speedy and in their prime everywhere around the ball. It's a hunger, it's a speed, and it's a swarming uh, type of defense. Even though the Lions are 31st against the pass, They've been missing C.J. Gardner-Johnson all year. He's back. He had an interception last week against Baker Mayfield. He backed up all the smack. He talked to him, and I think he can get Brock Purdy slipping, too, because Brock Purdy struggles uh, throwing the ball into tight windows. He struggles throwing the ball outside. The most prepared uh, game plans I've seen all season have came from the Detroit Lions. Every time that these guys come to play, They have an excellent game plan. The head coach is known as a rah-rah guy. But man, he hired the right coordinators, and he's really steering that ship correctly. Dan Campbell makes sure that the Lions are prepared to play with a great game plan every game, and they always give him full effort. Aiden Hutchison is a monster. You have probably the the young uh, uh, Nick Bosa playing for the Lions, uh, facing against today's modern best. uh, You know, outside rusher and Nick Bosa. This is just gonna be a really good game. What I lean to is what me and uh, Noops talked about earlier. I lean to the over 22-and-a-half for the Lions on the you know, team total. Out of everything, it could very much turn to a game where the Lions uh, lose late. It could also turn to a game where they get blew out. But we know that Jared Goff is very familiar with that Niners defense And he has put up points on them before I think that the being in that stadium will not shock him at all He's from the area as well So we have a lot of family, friends there This is a chance for his career to come full circle And get the Lions who they sent them to And left them for dead to the Super Bowl Right there in his hometown He's from the Bay Area I think we see the best Jared Goff I lean lines on this game But I'll be playing the team total over 22 and a half All right, spread. Give the people what they want. What you got for your ball and parlay?
5: The Chiefs against the Ravens. Give me the under 44. I think both teams are going to establish the run. I think there's going to be a lot of clock moving. I don't expect to see a lot of possessions in this game. A lot of long drives for both teams as they attempt to keep the other high-powered offense off the field. With neither team wanting to make a mistake, I could see a field position battle with lots of run. Being involved, give me under forty-four when the Ravens host the Chiefs.
0: All right, so you heard it right here. Spread, who's been Ghost Pepper hot? He's been on fire all year on the ball parlay. He's really. Got you guys a lot of winners, and we appreciate that spread. We're going down to the end stretch now, man. The last weekend of the football season, basically, because the Super Bowl is an event. It's only one game; it's a standalone. Uh, this is pretty much the end of the year, and another great, successful uh, year together here doing the NFL. What do you got for us, you
1: All right, five star. I'm a roll with um, a player prop in the Chiefs and the Ravens game, man. Again, I'm a buck old pad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to fade him, man I'm going to take uh, under 27 and a half Rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes um, I definitely think he'll put the ball in the ab more um, And hand it off to his running back Versus running it since the weather uh, Be a little ugly out there So that's what we roll him in 5 star uh, Patrick Mahomes under 27 and a half Rushing yards against that Ravens defense
0: Alright, you heard C-No Guys, we won last week in cast with the teaser formula I think we're going to stick to that this week, man We got and you always want to take points When you're dealing with uh, Four evenly matched teams We got the four best teams Right now uh, In the NFL I'd say the Lions have been strong all year The 49ers have been dominant all year Kansas City's is the defending champion And the Ravens were the best in the AFC Man we're going to add six and a half points uh, To each of those games And try to make a come up First we're going to run up uh, Pat Mahomes to ten and a half points I got to live with the consequences The uh, Chiefs are the defending champions They got a guy in Nick Bolton at linebacker that I, could, that I think is one of the few linebackers That can actually shadow uh, Lamar Jackson They got Reed in the backfield I also think, he, think that he can help out with uh, stopping Lamar in the running game Chris Jones has already said that they're going to force him to throw the ball They don't think that he can beat them throwing the ball We're going to see uh, I know that Pat Mahomes is going to come to play a lot of people don't know this, but Pat Mahomes only been an underdog 11 times in his career. He's won straight up eight times, and he's covered all 11. So be careful when you're dealing with Pat Mahomes. As a dog, we got bad weather, most likely, in Baltimore. Uh, I think bad weather more benefits Kansas City than it does the Ravens. Hey, man, I'm rolling with the world champs with plus ten and a half, and I'm going to put them with the upstarts. The Detroit Lions, I like Dan Campbell. He has had his team the most prepared every game they played this season. The only one I can say that they slipped on was against the great Matt LaFleur on Thanksgiving. Besides that, Detroit has always had a great game plan and been ready to play, and I think nothing changes this Sunday. I love Jared Goff. Jared Goff is very familiar with the 49ers. He's played many games in the Bay Area. He played for the California uh, Bears. I bet a lot of money on golf in college, and I was one of the few uh, prognosticators who knew that golf would be a really good quarterback in the NFL. He's always been a great pocket guy. He's always been able to stand in there. He's always been tough. He's always thrown bullets. He's only 3-6 against the Niners, but he hasn't thrown an interception in four consecutive playoff starts, guys. He also has multiple touchdown passes in each of his past four games in San Francisco. That's why I really lean the over 23-and-a-half with the Lions offense because they've been having some really great schemes coming in against these defenses, and golf will not be uh, – the moment won't be too big. He's beaten the 49ers before he's played in that stadium before. He's going to have a lot of his home crowd there, a lot of family there. Uh, he's also 4-3 in the playoffs and 2-0 and oh as a starter for the Lions in the playoffs. I know that statistically the Lions defense is only 31st, but I still don't trust Brock Purdy to take advantage and make every throw. Uh, I think that C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a big key to that Lions defense, and he's back. You saw what he did when he was a Philadelphia Eagle. You saw what he did when he was a New Orleans Saints. He's key to a locker room. He's key to a defensive success. He's one of those safeties that can really trick uh, a quarterback. And I think that he's going to get Brock Purdy. And I think he's going to bring just enough an edge to make that Lions team play really well. Debo Samuels is out. The Niners are only 8-9 without Debo in the lineup over the last couple of years. I love the gristness of, of Dan Campbell. I love the mode of Aiden Hudson. I just don't think that this Lions team is being valued for how good of a team they are, how feisty they are, how they swarm, how they bring it on every play on offense and defense, and especially about that offensive line of Panay Sewell. They will be able to slow down the 49ers uh, rush attack, uh, pass rush attack. I really like the Lions in this one, especially when I'm at six and a half, so I'm going to take the Lions, man, plus 14, so we're going with a two-leg teaser, and it's going to be the kansas city chiefs plus 10 and a half and the detroit lions plus 14 hey man i'm loading up on that when it pays back minus 130 minus 140 wherever you at that way you can make a good bet, a sound bet. get as many points as you want and really really enjoy the game all right man this is episode 20 ain't it we made it all the way here man All season long, you guys have been a part of the Waging World, and I hope that you continue to be as we move past the NFL season. We'll update you guys next week uh, with the new format. It's time to take on some hoops, and we'll definitely uh, have the guys who are equipped to do that with Sino Royale, how good he is in the NBA. Spread a there. Every day he covers the NBA. And myself, uh, I'm a real college basketball junkie, and I make a lot of money, me and the Supreme Clientele, daily, uh, bidding on college basketball as we head toward March Madness and conference tournaments and all that good stuff, man. As always, you can follow my guy Spredister at Spredister, follow my guy Sino at Sino Royale, and follow me, five star, at five star in Vegas. Spell out the five, please. This show is dedicated to the greatest Houston sports fan to ever walk the earth, my father, John H. Lindsey. I do this for you, Dad. This is the wagering world.
1: I recognize that they live, the yeah, they live in the skies. I see your lies, know you live in the skies. I in the I'm a sky. Vibe, so pick a side as they try to defy. It got me cruising with the grip in my ride. Pick a side, I pay attention to what the dollar bills say. Just trying to flip a ticket off a of Robin Hood plate. I'm a modern day, holiday, they out of pay. You see me on any given day, I got it made. It's my structure and success. I ain't into taking less. Uh, I am rhyming more. Or do I escape the face of death? Face of death. This for my piece and made an early exit And get a chance to learn a lesson Ask the heavens, can I get a blessing? I hold the mic's just like a deadly weapon Stocks rise Any opponent step in front of me It's lopsided, lopsided. lopsided.